Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds, in the studio on a Wednesday morning. So he finally did it, which I'm surprised Joe didn't send our group a text last night. I think after all the hell I gave him last time, he uh, he decided not to, to broach that subject again, especially with me and the Yankees. Um, but he did it. Uh, now he leads the uh, home run single season record in the American League. Isn't that right? We're talking about Aaron Judge, and it could be that Joe was already in bed. Uh, it wasn't that late. It was only like, it was probably like six or seven, wasn't it? Yeah, I was up. I, hey, if I was up, he was up. I'll tell you that right now. Aaron Judge hits number 62, and that is the new American League single season all-time record. Mike, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. To me, it is a remarkable achievement. Well, Babe Ruth's record of 60 in one season set in 1927 was the, that's the golden mark that was never going to be touched. Well, it was by Roger Maris in 1961. That was a standing of 34 years. Now, when you put things in perspective, 34 years is not very long. Yet back then, back in the olden days when I was a kid, that was just remarkable. 34 years and that record stood. This one that Roger Maris said in 61 has stood for 61 years. And Aaron Judge broke it yesterday, get 62, may get 63 today in the final uh, game of the season if they even play. And to me, that just really is an incredible standing on his part. It, it uh, exemplifies to me the fact that it's very difficult to break that record. But having said that, this is the anniversary of the day that Barry Bonds hit 71 and 72 to break Big Mac's record. It's just crazy. Now, I don't know if we got into this. Why why the higher number in the National League versus the American League? That's a very good question. There, there really isn't any substantial reason other than the sluggers were in the National League. You had Sosa, mm-hmm. you had Barry Bonds, you had McGuire all playing at that same time, and they were all in a tremendous home run race. Sosa had 66, mm-hmm. and because of that, I think one spurred on the other. But uh, in terms of styles of play and things like that, I don't think there really is a specific reason why. It just happened to be that way. God, it's weird. I was like, maybe it's the ballparks. I'm sure there's a math guy in Major League Baseball that could tell us that answer, and it would be way over our heads. All right, let's talk about college sports. Uh, no Oklahoma nor Texas A&M in the top 25. Kind of figured the Oklahoma thing was going to happen after uh, the Wildcats beat them. And kind of the same thing with Texas A&M. A&M has faltered terribly. Yeah. And that, <laughs> really, there's a big matchup this weekend, Alabama versus Texas A&M. And when you take a look at that, here are teams that were supposed to be in the big standoff this weekend, and Alabama is a 24-point favorite over the Texas Aggies. Well, how does this figure into the whole mix? Well, it doesn't really because during the course of the summer, Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher, Jimbo being the coach at Texas A&M, had a really much publicized argument over cheating in football, and each accused the other of cheating. Well, here they get together on the same field in Tuscaloosa on Saturday evening. Uh, how is that going to shape up? Well, one has one's number one in the country, and the other's not even ranked. What is this? And then you take a look at those standings, and, well, it, it's, it's altogether skewed because Texas A&M and Oklahoma not in the top 25 but you know who are in the top 25? KU and K-State. 
Hell when yeah. is the last time that happened? Well, I can tell you the last time K-State was in the top 25, but I can't tell you the last time KU was in the it top 25. It would have been 25. about 2008. At least. Yeah, big time. It's been a long time since the Jayhawks had a team, but uh, like we mentioned, that final regular season game between uh, KU and K-State is going to be a dandy. It will be. They're both really good Yeah, teams. they are. That's going to be a hell of a game. All right, so, um, you know, when you're a football team and you're going up against a giant like Georgia – and you just hold them up on the ropes the whole game, and you lose, <laughs> one of two things is going to happen. And you kind of, I, I think that's the case with Missouri State. They go down to Arkansas, they almost win, they lose, and it kind of just knocked them off their, their balance a little bit. And they don't seem like they've been the same team since that game. You think Mizzou recovers from last weekend going Mi- into this week? Well, Mizzou had a great effort against Georgia. Oh, absolutely. And Mizzou was really pumped for the game, and Georgia was not. But you know what happens when the favored team, the big, strong teams, when they see, you know what, let's put these little people to sleep. Well, they do. Uh, The same thing happened with Alabama-Arkansas last week. When Alabama had to win that game, they did. When Georgia had to win the game in Columbia, they did. So how does Mizzou recover? This, Mike, is a very big test for Missouri. Will they be flat when they go down to Gainesville, to the Swamp, to play the University of Florida? Well, yeah, there's a pretty good chance they will be. But there's also, if they have character, and Coach Drinkwitz says, hey, this is one of the best character teams I've ever seen, we'll find out. If they play Florida tough and Missouri is capable of doing that, then uh, this reporter will be a believer. Otherwise, I'll just have to wait and see what happens on Saturday. So we now know pretty much... The situation in the playoffs, don't we? They are. They're all set to go. I don't think the times have been established yet because the TV networks haven't uh, made their arrangements. They they probably have a preliminary plan, but the matchups are set, and we will have some pretty good ones. The St. Louis Cardinals will be at home. Of course, you knew that Mm -hmm. was going to happen. They're hosting the Philadelphia Phillies. Phillies got knocked out of any possibility of taking over for San Diego last night. San Diego won, and Philadelphia did not win. So the Padres will go to City Field in New York and play the New York Mets. That's the National League first-round series starting on Friday. In the American League, the Seattle Mariners will visit the Cleveland Guardians. The Guardians won the American League Central, but that's the, just like the Cardinals, the lowest record among the division winners. So they have to play on Friday. The uh, Guardians will take the Seattle Mariners, and then the Tampa Bay Rays go north of the border and play the Toronto Blue Jays in what should be a very good series. These are all best of three. They could all end on Saturday. Some might go to Sunday. We don't know what's going to happen. But regardless of that, three, the uh, first round is decided this weekend, and then the next round begins the middle part of next week. And that's when the real stuff starts. Hopefully the Cardinals have an easy time of it, but I know you'll be rooting for your boys. Uh, I wish that they were my boyhood team. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Don't say it too loud around here. We just... Uh, they might forget who you are for a second. All right. Um, we did have the Cardinals and Royals play yesterday. Um, did they get wins? The Cardinals did. They were behind 7-3 to three in the seventh inning and poured home four runs to get right back into it and won the game 8-7. to seven. Cardinals beat the Pirates 8-7 to seven in extra innings. Albert stays at 7-0-3. He did play last night. I did get a hit in two times at bat, but it was not a home run. Still has 703 home runs. 
Cleveland Guardians beat the Kansas City Royals 5-3, and today is the final day of the regular season. And Mike, the one thing you put your over-under bet on, all those games will be F-A-S-T. Quick, get out of here. Yeah, you, weren't, you ain't going to see a, you know, a five-pitcher change uh, back half of the game. Well, in if any some of guy's these. getting shelled, he's staying in there. But you never know. I mean, sometimes when you're at a at a like a Springfield Cardinals game and you watch some of these managers do that type of stuff in, in, uh, in the minor leagues, you're like, come on, guys. Well, it's the minors. Incident real quickly because it did happen. This is when the uh, minor leagues ended their season on Labor Day. We're televising the Cardinals' final game, Springfield Cardinals' final game. They're playing, I think, Arkansas. And I've never seen this, nor will we ever again. It's midway through the game. Arkansas has runners on first and second. Here's a base hit. There's one out in the inning. Here's a base hit out into left field. Runner from second comes around, steaming around third, and heads for home. The throw is there. He's tagged out. Wait a minute. Here comes the other runner home. He's tagged out. A tandem double play. You never see that except in the final game of the season. Yeah, because they're all wanting to get – they've all got their bags packs. It's just waiting for them to take them home. All right, well, uh, football's not over. We're just getting started in week five of the power rankings. The Kansas City Chiefs, at least according to ESPN, are number one in the beauty contest. They are, but not according to the other NFL. Uh, it's Philadelphia number one, according to many of the other – and that's I knew you were going to come in here and put that green and white in my face. That is the fallacy <laughs> with these power rankings. They, I know. Don't mean they don't mean anything. anything. Nothing at all. They have no bearing on anything. Philadelphia has number one. The Miami Dolphins are number two, followed by the Kansas City Chiefs, and then the Baltimore Ravens are in there. Hey, it, it, there's a long way to go, and don't forget the Buffalo Bills. They still have a very fine football, and they are a fine football they are, program. Just like the so Chiefs. Eagles, Bills, and the Chiefs are third, then the uh, Dolphins and the Baltimore Ravens are fifth. But, hey, gang, it is pro football. It doesn't mean Where are you getting anything. your power rankings list from? There's several of them. Yeah, you're just... I'm my- looking for the one that has the Eagles <laughs> number one. <laughs> so mine, Chiefs, Bills, Eagles, Packers, which I don't know about that being four, Dolphins five. But according to your list, the Eagles and Dolphins being at number one and two, That who would have thought last year that that would even be a possibility going into this year? Better teams. Uh, we'll see, man. It's early. It's early. And like we always say, it's a game of attrition. Let's hope they can all stay healthy. Ned, I'll see you tomorrow, sir. Sure.